welcome to A Fistful of Truth. I am your host, Delara Essengill, and this is my podcast. You can find A Fistful of Truth on Anchor.fm, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Radio Public. I'm working on Apple Podcasts today. (laughs) A little glitchy, but I'm getting there. All listed at the Anchor.fm portal. You can also find me on my blog, DelaraEssengill.blog has lots of information at your fingertips, easily referenced. You don't have to listen to a long podcast or watch a video. You just type a keyword into the search bar on the right-hand corner, and it'll pull up any topic that I've discussed and written about over the last, my goodness, almost 10 years. Please kindly enter your email address on the right-hand corner if you scroll down on the blog. It's the only way that I can ensure that I keep in touch with you. You will get no advertising, no solicitation, only notifications when there is a updated or new blog post. You can also find all of this information in one convenient location. Very easy to navigate. You can visit my new website, www.afistfuloftruth.com, has the latest podcasts, the latest blog posts, and the latest product recommendations that I work with that help pay for the cost of keeping all of this going, all in one convenient location. If you haven't checked out Somavedic, Somavedic is a 5G protection and mitigation device. It's a beautiful hand-blown glass device. You can place it in your home and it creates a bubble, a field, a shield around your home and workspace, mitigating the effects of dangerous frequencies from EMFs, radio frequencies, RFs, and much more simply by plugging it in and leaving it alone. It has improved my sleep, it's improved my digestion, and frankly, I had a break where I didn't have the Soma Vedic in my home, and I could feel the disruption in my work, in my sleep, and in my overall health. I now have the Vedic, V-E-D-I-C, and this is available to all of the listeners. My friends at Soma Vedic are amazing people. They worked with my dear friend, Dr. Emoto, to help develop this device many years ago. And frankly, I think it's as essential as air conditioning to one's home. You can check out the link in the podcast description. I offer a discount code with my name, D-I-L-A-R-A, gives you 10% off your total purchase price. Thank you for tuning into this podcast. Thank you for sharing this podcast. A lot of you are asking, can I donate? No, there are no donations accepted anymore. I do want to thank everybody who got me through that very difficult time of the bankruptcy and, um, I am actually embarking on some amazing new endeavors, so God is great, and I keep working daily because none of us are free until all of us are free. So the way that I ask you that you can help this podcast is by simply clicking share. Any of these podcast uh, podcasts or blog posts that I put up, share the website. That's an easy place to share things. If you just go to a fistfulloftruth.com, copy and share the website in a group discussion on your social media, maybe with a friend. It really helps get the word out because I am highly censored. As you guys, the listeners know, they speed it up. They slow it down. They take me off the air. They do all sorts of things, but nothing can stop what is coming. And the best is truly yet to come. Today is Tuesday on a fistful of truth, Tuesday, July 19th, 2022. And one of the readers on the blog, I will keep you anonymous requested uh, secrets of the celebrities is our topic today. Every Tuesday, we do secrets of the celebrities, some dark secrets, some interesting secrets, and some good stuff. 
you know, the good, the bad, and the ugly is real in, in our world. But one of the readers uh, suggested and asked if I could do a show on Michael Jackson. And uh, I was actually going to do another show, but I am going to honor the uh, the reader who requested this. So today's show is about Michael Jackson and is Michael Jackson alive? Is Michael Jackson alive? We could talk extensively about Michael Jackson. There's a lot of history and interesting information about the Jackson family. I have never met Michael Jackson, one of the celebrities I never got to meet. I did see him once. I did see him once in a casual setting, but I never actually met him. I do know people who knew him very well. And in fact, I was an attorney to a very close friend of mine who is also well, my, my close friend is actually has left this world, um, rest in peace. And he was an executive here in Hollywood. And he knew Michael Jackson very well. In fact, he, is, he was very good friends with uh, some of the Jackson family members. And I did, I do know some of the Jackson family members, but I won't go into which ones for reasons of anonymity, not for myself, but other people that are involved in investigations and all sorts of other things that are going on under the radar here in Hollywood or Pedowood, if you want to call it. Uh, Michael, in my opinion, in my personal opinion, and this is just strictly my opinion, we are going to go over some facts today. I am going to quote some articles and I will post a blog post about this because there's so much information and I can only go over so much in this podcast but I'd urge you to do your own research, come to your own conclusions. Again, this is this episode of A Fistful of Truth. Again, The Secrets of the Celebrities about Michael Jackson is based on research and my personal opinion and some things and testimony from people that I personally heard. Personally, I think he is and maybe still alive. First of all, a lot of people think that Michael Jackson, you know, we had all these stories about him in the press. We know what the press is. We know that there's fake news and we know that the rabbit hole is much deeper than most of us can even imagine, even myself, every time I think I know something, <laughs> something else that I think can't surprise me. Nothing surprises me anymore, but every time I think I know enough, something else comes up and I'm just blown away. Every day, every day I'm blown away. Michael Jackson was framed as a uh, pedophile, of course. You know, they were telling everybody Michael Jackson's a pedophile, but one of the things that Hollywood likes to do, like uh, most guilty parties, are point fingers at those who are indeed not guilty. So I believe they framed Michael Jackson as a pedophile. And in fact, he was really not, and he was trying to help save the children. Michael indeed knew what was going on. And Michael Jackson, to the dismay of many people, actually, uh, there's rumors about him being gay. He was not gay. He was actually <laughs> kind of known as a womanizer. And he was very um, heterosexual. And a lot of people don't know this about Michael. I had a little break there making sure that this was recording. So my apologies for the break, but this may happen again. I just want to ensure that this podcast is getting recorded properly. So I have to check things every now and then due to the censorship. My apologies. So we were at Michael Jackson, I don't believe is a pedophile. There is something very important to note. 
the the family that sued Michael Jackson for their son, uh, there was a case some time ago. I don't know if you guys remember. It's very interesting because uh, the I believe it was the son of a of a of a person with the last name Chandler, and that person was a dentist, I believe in uh, Los Angeles. And we know a dentist were very important for extracting the teeth of kids uh, for DNA purposes, cloning purposes, all sorts of weird things that they were genetically uh, experimenting with. And this had to do with Epstein's Island. For those of you who have not heard about this, please visit my article on my blog. DelaraEssengill.blog.blog has an article called A Ray Chandler Child Handler. And uh, if you take a look there, I believe I posted my thread from Twitter which featured a while back, I think I wrote this thread 2018, maybe even as early as 2017. I do not remember. Maybe I published it in 2019. So please don't quote me on the year, but on my blog, Ray Chandler, Child Handler is an article that talks about uh, another, uh, another Chandler, which I believe this is all related. It's all part of the same operation that was used uh, to blackmail Michael Jackson. And the father of this person actually Uh, is related to the Chandler who was a dentist and there's more information on the blog. So take a look at that because there's some very weird connections and you can see how Michael Jackson may indeed have been set up because it ties the people that um, the people that accused him are involved with these dark sacrificial sex slavery, child trafficking and uh, torture and rape of children and all sorts of bad stuff that went on at Epstein's that we're going to find out about. Hopefully the world will find out. I mean, this whole Maxwell trial happens and still there's no news that's being released because the MSM is still got a stronghold on the minds of the American people and the world, really. Um, so back to uh, back to Michael Jackson. We, I was actually living in Los Angeles during the time that he supposedly passed away. And that morning or that afternoon, I don't remember, but it was during the daytime where, you know, we were hearing all sorts of, uh, commotion. I was actually living in the heart of Hollywood near uh, Hollywood and Vine, which is the center of Hollywood. And uh, it used to be, now it's a ghost town. There's really not many much going on. Hollywood is pretty vacated and it's a ghost town. No events are really going on, but that's for another topic. I mention this often. When Michael Jackson passed away, Hollywood in, was in full force. There was lots of tourism. There was lots of people here. There were celebrities going to events. There was red carpet events. They closed down Hollywood Boulevard and all sorts of things would happen. Movie premieres, concerts, free things during the day. It was so difficult driving through the area where I lived to try to even get home from groceries uh, on a normal, typical weekend because of all the different types of things that go on in Hollywood. That is no longer the case. This place is empty. It is a ghost town. But when Michael Jackson passed away, It was extremely busy, extremely busy because people were walking all over the streets looking for Michael Jackson's star, the Hollywood stars on the streets, you know, that we know are not (laughs) no good, but um, gosh, I wonder what's really going to happen to all that one day. I believe it's going to turn into something like the White House, D.C., a a museum or maybe a mausoleum. But anyway, back to the subject at hand, I thought it was really interesting because a lot of people, I went down and I, I walked down the street and I saw a lot of people going to Michael Jackson star and putting up candles, flowers. I mean, it was probably one of the most crowded, uh, 
ceremony, street ceremonies I had ever seen because often people pass away and then, you know, uh, fans and people, the public that for, uh, for up till now did not know what was really going on in this dark place. And a lot of people still don't wait till they do. They won't be able to walk down the street. Uh, these, these so-called elites, a lot of them are fleeing town. Gosh, I want to talk about that so bad, but we got to stick to Michael Jackson today. And, um, they were, you know, people were shrouding the star of Michael Jackson with flowers. Now, something really interesting, something really interesting is that there were two stars for Michael Jackson. There was one on Vine Street. Uh, I believe there was like a bed and bath store right near it. And it was like on Hollywood and Vine, on Vine between Sunset and Hollywood. Uh, not sure if the bed and bath is still there. I haven't been there for a while, but it was really close to that store. And uh, there was another star somewhere else. And I thought that was really weird that Michael Jackson had two stars. I didn't look this up before I got on this podcast. Maybe somebody out there can look it up and check check it out for yourself. And I thought it was really weird. Um, I probably should have looked it up, but I had so much information to look up before this podcast. So that's up to you, listeners. And I just didn't understand why there there was two stars. So anyway... I know that that the real one, I believe, is the one that I was talking about because it had more, it was a little more crowded, but who knows? So the day that he passed away, apparently a helicopter took him into a uh, a hospital or the, you know, whatever facility he was transported to. Now, here's something I've never said, and I'm going to read to you uh, stuff from a Reddit article after I say this. I knew one person who knew Michael Jackson. And that was a chef that worked at Neverland, his estate, a little bit north of Los Angeles County. And uh, the chef who worked there uh, told me that Michael Jackson was definitely not a pedophile. And this person's very savvy. This person's a very savvy person that I know. And um, he said that there was a lot of hatred towards Michael. And this is, again, also from not just from the chef, but the executive that I knew who knew, knew Michael and knew his family. A lot of people were very angry at him because he knew what was going on at Epstein's. He knew what was going on at Disney. Remember, Disney featured a thriller and worked a thriller ride, or it was kind of like a, I went to it when I was a younger kid. Uh, it was like a movie 3D type of experience during the day. And Michael Jackson and the Jackson family worked very closely with Disney. And Michael knew damn well what was going on at Disney. And uh, you can look that up and maybe I should write another article about that, but there's only so many hours in the day. You know, we know about Maxwell Epstein and the Disney uh, cruise lines and the trafficking of the kids from the cruise lines to the Epstein Island, as well as from uh, Ghislaine's involvement with Disney. And of course, this leads back to Mossad because she is Mossad and so is Epstein and they're all linked to the CIA. And my God, the rabbit hole just keeps going down and down. But isn't it interesting we just talked about Chandler and the kid that they used to blackmail Michael Jackson with, related to also Ghislaine, Epstein, and Disney. So you see how this is going, folks? I believe Michael Jackson was indeed set up, and he knew it. He knew what was going on. The cabal didn't like it because he was so famous. Taking him out was not going to be an easy task, but they had plans to do it. Now, remember, the cabal just doesn't go kill people. Um, I'm not just saying the cabal, the people that wanted Michael Jackson dead, this organized crime uh, syndicate, this Luciferian uh, syndicate hiding behind what has become and known as the Democratic Party in the United States, the leaders, not the people that are following it. They don't even know the blind is the blind masses that don't understand what's really going on with the propaganda, the Luciferianism, the communism that 
uh, retired Sergeant Mike Fanning discusses from the LAPD on this show, non LA Non-Confidential here on A Fistful of Truth. Please listen to it because this is all related. This is all related. Everything I've been telling you guys is all related. A lot of people don't know about this. And this whole organization wanted Michael out. But if you take him out, it's number one, going to take time. It takes time for them to plan this. They have all these rituals. They want to stick to all these dates. They've got all these rules around taking people out. And also, Michael Jackson is, you know, the, the world's pop icon. So it had to be executed very carefully, and they were taking their time. Kind of like, the, you know, on a very lesser famous level, uh, the, uh, the death of uh, Chris Cornell. Now, I don't know if Chris Cornell is still alive or not. I don't think he is. But Michael Jackson, I think, knew what was coming for him, as did Chris. And Michael Jackson, I believe, outsmarted them and got away with it. And there's, we're going to find out that there's other people, and some we're not going to find out about, that have evaded an escape death by this criminal organization that wanted people dead for exposing their crimes of pedophilia. And that's what was going to happen, folks. So the chef that worked at Neverland told me uh, how great of a person Michael was. He always talked about him. And observing something in someone's house when you're cooking for them, cleaning for them is much different than observing someone from a press point of view, from a accountant's point of view, from a, even a family member's point of view. When you live under somebody's roof and work in their home, you see everything. In addition, here's something I've never said before. You should, you heard it here first. I know somebody who worked at the hospital that day, uh, at Michael's hospital that he was supposedly transported to with a helicopter. And I'll tell you this right now, this person was very afraid of saying any of this. And uh, this person actually told me that Michael Jackson's body was not there. So ever since then, I truly believe that Michael Jackson is indeed alive. Now let's go to Reddit. There's an article I'm going to post in the blog. I'll post a link to it. It's a Reddit thread. And I'm going to just read to you from it. Is Michael Jackson dead? Think twice. Some things that will change your mind. We're just going to read this. And this was posted by, I might have to take a little break um, to make sure this is recording properly. I'm trying to see who this was posted by. It's posted by, uh, by uh, you slash MJJ alive three years ago. Three years ago would put us at 2019. Number one, a tabloid reporter predicted that MJ had six months to live and six months later he died. Number two, TMZ. Now TMZ was also responsible many times. They worked directly for the CIA. Uh, Hollywood is a third arm of the CIA. Please watch A Thousand Pieces. It's located on my blog post, dalarasengill.blog, featuring one of my favorite people, John D'Souza. He provides a discount code to watch that movie. You need to watch it if you haven't seen it because education is everything. Number two, TMZ, a tabloid media source, was the first to report MJ had died. They reported it before the coroner, very common, very common with these cover-ups, and before Jermaine Jackson made his public statement. Now, oftentimes they involve the family members too, folks. While we're on the topic, isn't that weird too? Is it normal for a family member to make a public statement instead of the doctor in charge? This person is right on. This, these statements I'm going to read to you are the most accurate 
um, and I'm, I'm looking at it from an attorney point of view. I'm looking at it from somebody who was entrenched in Hollywood, who worked in entertainment point of view, who knows a lot of these people I'm telling you, and I know about TMZ. They were the same, same, they use TMZ a lot to announce fake shit. And, um, of course, everything is fake here and then Tinseltown, not so Tinseltown, but this article or these statements are absolutely almost all correct here. Number three, TMZ released the 9-11 call first. How did they get it? They also released the Ape, A Place With No Name, unreleased song clip. Number four, the 911 call didn't sound overly panicked. And Michael Jackson was not mentioned by name. It's possible he didn't mention the name because 911 might think it was a hoax and not respond. Five, the 911 operator hung up on the caller saying to call back if they needed any more help. That is 100% against 911 policy. They have to stay on the line until the paramedics get there. Number six, the doctor who administered it to him was a heart doctor who gave him CPR on the bed and didn't call 911 for 45 minutes. Number seven, there is in existence a single, there is, there is in existence a single photo of MJ dead or dying taken by a tabloid reporter through a dark tinted window of the ambulance. Come on. No other photos of him got taken. No photos are at the hospital. No photos anywhere. Goes along with what the hospital worker told me. This person was actually not just a worker. That's all I can say. ETA, upon further research, there appear to be three photos taken in close succession. But how was the photo so clear and not blurred? And why does MJ look so healthy, alive, and young? Brian Oxman, Jackson family spokesman and attorney, stated in a video that the ambulance picture is fake. If what he says is true or not, we don't know. I believe it's true. Eight, there were no drugs found in MJ's home until the second search after family members had been there. A lot of problems in the family, folks. Nine, LaToya signed the death certificate. Dr. Murray would not sign it. 10. Well, it's actually not 10. It starts at zero again. This person added to it later. LaToya has been interviewed by tabloids for money. LaToya is no bueno. Where she said MJ was murdered and she would reveal by who if the police don't. Joe and Catherine have also stated that they believe there is foul play. Why wouldn't LaToya just go to the police? Well, okay, here's the next one. I'm just going to read that. They start an order again on the post. So I'm sorry, the numbers are out of order here. One, hours after MJ's death, Joe Jackson, in an interview, pimped his new record label and said the kids were doing great. Number two, during the memorial, Kenny Ortega said MJ had been there dancing less than a week ago, but at the memorial, MJ had been dead for two weeks. Three, every Michael Jackson fan knows how much he loves the story about Peter Pan. Michael has stated that he feels like he's Peter Pan, and Liz Taylor is his Wendy. He also named his huge ranch after the story Neverland. A famous line in Peter Pan is saying one of the movies are to die will be an awfully big adventure. And this is it. Michael is having a speech to the staff, dancers and producers talking directly to the camera and says, it's an adventure. It's a great adventure. Laughs. There's nothing to be nervous about. Kenny Ortega, direct director of this is it. And long-term friend of Michael quoted another interesting Peter Pan line on his verified Twitter account a couple of months after Michael's disappearance. Smee, Captain, 
The ice is melting, the sun is out, and the flowers are all in bloom. Captain Hook, he's back. Coincidences? I think not. Catherine Jackson was shopping for sleeping bags in Target the day after MJ dies. Five. At the end of this is it film. At the end of the this is it film. After the very, very, very end of the credits, there is a tiny little scene where MJ says the following. Let me breathe in my own time and then I will come back in. I have to button my shirt, move around a little bit, snap my fingers, then bam. Now this could mean nothing, but it's an odd thing to put at the end of the film considering the context. Number six. <laughs> I read this after I read this like last last night or the night before. No staff from the hospital has said MJ was there, including cleaners, receptionists, other patients. No one saw him. I'll add something here. The person that I know, apparently they bought in a stretcher. The stretcher was empty, covered and empty. Number seven, MJ's crypt has no name on it. Number eight, why did so many of MJ's long-term friends not show up at the memorial at all, but those who ended up speaking and performing either never met MJ or hadn't spoken to him in years. Queen Latifah had never met him. Brooke Shields hadn't spoken to him in years. And Liz Taylor, Liz Taylor uh, Mac Culkin, Diana Ross, all declined showing up to name a few. Nine, at the memorial at the end, not only does it say, I'm alive and I'm here forever on the screen, but there is an image of MJ behind the camera in the librarian girl video. This is a video where the plot of the video is basically that Michael Jackson is directing this video unknown to everyone else until we see him at the end. Also at the burial, the image of MJ on the program is from the librarian girl video. Strange. No. Number 10. And this goes on folks. It's a little long. Joe Jackson, Jermaine Jackson, and Frank DeLeo have all stated on filmed interviews where you can physically watch their mouths moving as opposed to the printed press where anyone could write anything that they heard about MJ in the hospital from a fan. A fan? Really? So do a lot of Michael Jackson fans have Joe, Jermaine, and Frank's telephone numbers? Why on earth would you hear that sort of thing from a fan? In another interview at Neverland, Jermaine, God, Jermaine, Jermaine claims CNN called him. Oh, yeah, CNN. CNN called him and told him about MJ in the hospital. Really? Jermaine is that tight with CNN? Well, he probably is. That they call him to tell him about matters or they pay him. In his own family, he also said that he called Catherine, their mother, who was in the car on their way to the hospital. How come she didn't call her other sons about their siblings passing? All right, there's some more to read here. So I'm going to stop here and keep going so that we don't lose, we don't get sped up or slowed down and I can check the audio. Hang on. Here we go. All right, we're back. We're back and we are at this next comment, this next, I mean, this is just so unbelievably interesting folks. Here we go. This is still from the Reddit article here, or the comments, which I'll be posting at delaraessengill.blog. Dr. Murray, 
released a video on YouTube thanking his supporters for standing by him. It's reminiscent of MJ's 1993 and 2004 video statements regarding the molestation charges. There's the Chandler. There is the Chandler. Except the difference is in MJ's videos, he stressed his innocence. Murray spends about 95% of his video message giving a shout out to his peeps. Just like that corrupt doctor in the Chris Cornell death, that little man. I forget his name. The guy at uh, UCLA who was dirty, dirty MO. The message is pretty vague and cryptic and doesn't mention Michael Jackson by name at all. Those who believe this is a hoax believe that this isn't actually a message from Dr. Murray, but it's a message from Michael to his fans who believe he's alive. Either way, though, he intended the intended audience is most definitely not his supporters. It's either a PR move to humanize him or it's a message from Michael Jackson himself. Now, I don't know if Dr. Murray is good or bad, but the guy from the Cornell case is bad. The LAPD chief of police resigned. (laughs) Oh, those dirty cops. Some of them are good. Some of them have, some of them are good. Some of them are not in the middle of the Michael Jackson case, a case that could have made his career two years before his tenure was up. So an LAPD police chief resigns two years before his tenure is up. His resignation went into effect October 31st, 2009, which coincidentally is only a few days after the release of the, this is it movie. He's reportedly went into private security and relocated. The LAPD chief of police was one of the few non-corrupt people in the LAPD. Okay, so we've got a good guy here, it seems like. Could he have been uncomfortable enough with a situation involving MJ that he has chosen to step down and remove himself from the area? Now, I don't know this chief. I do know um, quite a bit of LAPD and a lot of different police officers in the state of California. And... uh, I did actually work with the uh, police chiefs of the state of California for quite some time. Uh, I worked with a bunch of different uh, aspects of the police chiefs association. And I'll tell you this, there are a lot of good chiefs out there. And if this guy, this LAPD chief who resigned, it looks to me like he probably knew what was going on. Cause there's a lot of people at LAPD. Um, there's some sergeants, especially you, you've heard one of the sergeants, retired Sergeant at LAPD, Sergeant Mike Fanning, he's talked a lot on the show and done a, a couple of uh, amazing shows. Again, LA Non-Confidential. You've got to listen to it. I keep saying it. A lot of people haven't listened to it. Please listen to it. There's nothing like it out there. None of none of the people that are putting any information out sounds like uh, the, the stuff that Mike Fanning has told us, which is true. It's an uncontrolled narrative, folks. And I believe a lot of these poor, uh, these poor police uh, chiefs, employees, sergeants, officers that are honest, they want out of the situation when they find out what's really going on because there's, you know, up until now there, it was no way. And this includes myself working in law enforcement, the first 12 years of my life, there was just no way to beat the system because everyone who was running the system, this organized crime syndicate that we're talking about, that RICO is going to take down, that these military tribunals are going to take down. Oh, I can't wait to find out who that special prosecutor is. I have a good idea. All of these people that are guilty for uh, treason by by reason of conspiracy, man, there's going to be so many of them. They don't even they don't even realize it. A lot of these people realized, including myself, there was just no way of winning against this. So I don't doubt that this LAPD chief of police uh, 
left two years before his 10 years was up. He gave up uh, pension money. Folks, people don't normally do that. So just keep that in mind. Okay, next. At the funeral, Elizabeth Taylor, Macaulay Culkin, and Chris Tucker, all three of them, long-term, very close friends to Michael, were happy and giddy. The atmosphere of all the people present was more like a wedding than a funeral. Why is that? Number four, Michael Jackson was rolled out of the helicopter. Here we go. Direct testimony. My, <laughs> covered in a white sheet that didn't really look like it had a body underneath it anyway. They normally have a blue, thicker material they cover the body with, or sometimes a black bag. Depending on location and circumstances, I suppose, but never a white sheet. Generally, whatever is covering the body has a text on it. For example, LA County Coroner. I worked with the coroner, guys. It's absolutely true. There would be some type of text or uh, indication, indication that would it would say the LA County Coroner or something of that nature. This was just a white sheet with no identifying markers on it of any kind. Number five, Janet Jackson can't remember if she was in New York City or Atlanta when her brother passed away. You got to be kidding me. Number six, another thing in This Is It, Michael had created a new video for Smooth Criminal, one of my favorite songs, by the way. It was an old film from 1946 called Gilda. Very interesting video. I'll post this too in which MJ was put into the film in place of one of the characters, CG. Well, not CG, <clears throat> partially. The character MJ replaces in the film, and the story of the original movie, the character fakes his death. Michael edited part of the storyline. In the original storyline, the man who faked his death gets killed. In the new Michael storyline, he escapes by jumping out of a window. Number seven, Larry King to Joe Jackson about MJ's death. Isn't it hard to accept? Joe Jackson replied with a sarcastic tone. Accept what, Larry? Oh, Larry King. <clears throat> Eight, LAX, Los Angeles Airport, the worst airport in the world, was shut down for two hours on the 25th of June after Michael Jackson's sudden death. A mysterious private jet departed from the airport during this time. The staff on the airport had been told to ignore the plane. Normally, private jets um, depart from the Santa Monica airport, guys. I used to fly in and out of there. So it's interesting that a private jet departed from, and you know, they do out of LAX too, but why not the Santa Monica airport? A mysterious private jet departed from the airport during this time. The staff on the airport had been told to ignore the plane. This is interesting since Jermaine Jackson made a little slip up during a radio interview. He said, Michael was not with us way before he arrived to the airport. The woman who interviews Jermaine gives him a strange look and Jermaine quickly says he meant the hospital, airport, hospital alike. Again, remember what I just said. A lot of the private jets take off and land in the Santa Monica airport, not LAX. So this would have been a great way for Michael to circumvent and divert anyone that might have thought and known that he had indeed faked his death. I just thought of that reading this. Number nine, the ambulance that left his house had no sirens or lights. True. I know about this. An ambulance in an emergency medical situation, hello, always has sirens and lights. That is the end of the discussion posted by you, uh, user MJJ Alive. MJJ Alive. Thank you, MJJ Alive. Very brilliant. Very great observations. Very keen. Maybe you need to get a job in the, the DA's office and investigations and law enforcement because great observations, great powers of observations there. Uh, that's it for this uh, discussion.
and um, let's wrap this up. I always urge you to draw your own conclusions and do your own research. And don't subscribe to one narrative ever. Always make sure that you listen and read and research on your own. Do you think Michael Jackson is dead or alive? The answer to that question is up to you. You're the one who decides whether you believe and what you believe. In my opinion, based on my experience and the testimony I've heard from real people, I was here on the day that he passed away in not-so-Tinseltown. Based on all of my experience and all the things I've said and presented alone in this podcast, and in addition, there's a lot more that I cannot say because, again, it's my first and foremost duty to protect the lives and safety of those that are involved with these investigations. A lot of them, uh, not just this particular topic, I don't have anything to do with the the, um, the information presented here. This is just my opinion here today, and I'm reading from the uh, discussion that was posted on Reddit, but also, you know, some of the things I've said are things that are in my knowledge base. But uh, there's a lot of other investigations that might be related to the people we discussed here, including the Ray Chandler situation, the Epstein situation. A lot of this stuff is still under investigation, and there's still operations that are going on. And a lot of us know about these uh, types of situations. Not a lot of us, but many of us know. I am privy to know because I had involvement in the, especially the music industry here, as well as the entertainment industry overall. You know, really, it's just all one big shit show, to be honest with you. But again, I urge you to draw your own conclusions and do check out the article I'm going to post about this uh, Secrets of the Celebrities today, about Michael Jackson, on my blog at dalaraessengill.blog. It does take me a couple days to get the information up, folks. Please bear with me as blogging and podcasting almost daily is quite a bit of work and uh, keeping up with life and all the other things that are going on. So there are some program changes coming up. So thank you for tuning into this episode. I know there's a lot of Michael Jackson fans out there. And I do hope, I do hope if... uh, everything we discussed today. I do hope that it is indeed true and that he was smart enough because he was very brilliant. And part of the, uh, by the way, I wanted to say one more thing, you know, Michael was obsessed with changing his looks. People think it was some kind of mental disorder. You know what I think? I think Michael was doing it in the face of the uh, organized crime syndicate in the face of the public, because then everybody knew he was doing this and they thought one thing. I think he would kept changing his looks because he was planning on escaping the fate that the the uh, dark forces had for him for finding out about their pedophilia and trafficking. I think he was changing his appearance slowly and gradually because he knew he had to fake his death to get the heck out of this situation. That is what I truly believe. And God bless you, Michael, if you are out there, whether you are in heaven, God rest your soul. But I believe you are here still on earth with us and uh, I'm, I'm really glad, if that is the case, that he indeed did scathe this uh, ridiculously dark rabbit hole of, uh, of crime that the world has yet to see. So thank you for tuning into this episode. Please do make sure you follow A Fistful of Truth on Spotify. If you're listening to it on Spotify, there is a follow a button. 
I don't know where else you can follow it. I don't check all the platforms all the time because I just don't have the time, but do check out the article I'm going to post at delaraessengill.blog. And of course, again, you can go to a fistful of truth.com, which features all of the information in one place and kindly share it, share it in some kind of a Michael Jackson fan group or discussion group. Gosh, Facebook, a thing of the past for me, Instagram, permaban, terminated off of YouTube, anywhere you can share this and just put these articles up where other people can see it and they can take it and share it from there. That's the way to spread the news and that is the way to spread the truth, a fistful of truth, and that's the way you can help donate to this podcast by sharing. It's free. All you got to do is click and share. Also, please check out the product recommendations that I have at the bottom of this podcast post. We talked about Soma Vedic in the beginning, the 5G protection mitigation device. There's also Faraday bags from Mission Darkness used in law enforcement. When when crimes happen, when people pass away, all sorts of things, uh, law enforcement will take cell phones, uh, will take all sorts of devices, electronics, and put them away in Faraday bags, which stop hacking, stop um, people from being able to access the evidence. We use these in law enforcement when I worked uh, when I worked at the DA's office and, um, the chain of custody is very important, but also today your cell phone's emitting a ton of radiation, pop it into a Faraday bag at night. You don't even have to use the link down below to get one. You can go to Amazon and buy one there, free shipping. If you do use the link and you buy over a hundred bucks of products, it gets, you get 5% off Patriot owned, um, used by law enforcement, amazing uh, stuff, EMF blankets to protect you when you have your laptop on your, on your lap. You put the blanket down, it protects you and your pet. Uh, if your pet's on your lap, if your pet, it protects you from all sorts of radiation because putting your laptop on your lap or your iPad, you're radiating yourself. You, I have an EMF measuring device that actually can measure and, mit- and measures the mitigation of the frequencies as well. Also check out OP2 Labs, Froggy Fuel and Protee Collagen. I take it daily. In fact, I'm about to take it right after this podcast. Developed by Navy SEALs, Patriots, made in the USA, just like the uh, Mission Darkness Faraday bags, all made in the USA. OP2 Labs, collagen is the second most important uh, product, product, the most, yeah, well, it's a product. It's the most important thing in your body next to water. You don't replace collagen, which there is no such thing as vegan collagen, folks. It's it's just grass-fed animal protein. Collagen helps your nails, skin, hair, but also replaces and regenerates your cells cell regeneration. That's going to be the key to our health and survival. Check it out. You get 10% off and there will be a sale coming up and I'll post that too. So stay tuned. I post a lot of stuff on my telegram channel. Um, Also, you can check out hemp therapies, CBD oil. If you don't have access to ivermectin, get the black cumin seed oil. It's with the CBD oil pure and it is one of the professional grade CBD oils that you can purchase. You get half off your first purchase. It is a great deal. Thank you for listening to all of this podcast, for sharing this podcast. Thank you for standing, walking with a fistful of truth. And thank you for tuning into this episode of Is Michael Jackson Still Alive? God bless you, patriots. Where we go one, we go all.